You're listening to a podcast from Grace Church in Salado, Texas. For more information and resources just like this, visit us online at gracesalado.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Grace Church Slato podcast. My name is David Laws, and I am joined by Jason Goings, pastor of Preaching and Vision here at Grace. Jason, thanks for being here as always. Yep. Good day. Good to have you. Good week. Well, uh, so let's just throw this up from the get-go. We were talking earlier, and this isn't wildly out of character for you, but you kind of said, it. I've got a new idea, new direction. I want to change some things up. There's like a stirring that I'm feeling. Um which I assumed was like a rumbling in your tummy, but maybe it was deeper and more profound than that. But let's just start by kind of acknowledging this idea that you had for today's podcast. Well, um, so yeah, probably not unusual for me, probably also not as unusual for you to just listen and tolerate (laughs) it and say, well, let's stay with the course. (laughs) No, it's really not that dramatic. Last couple days I've been thinking of how grateful I am for this podcast that we get to that, that you, especially David have committed to keep this podcast about sort of the main thing, helping people love the word of God more. And that's really what, cause there's a lot of things we could do with this podcast. We can use it as announcements. We can cast vision. We can talk about current events, all that kind of stuff. But trying to keep it simple, trying to keep it within a good listenable time, we've kept it on the main thing. So this week I was just thinking, I woke up several times this morning thinking about it. Um, what? Why don't we just take a week where we just discuss, there's no notes, this is unscripted, we're kind of winging it, just discuss the joy of being in the word and how to do that. Cause there might be people that are listening to this thinking life first, life first, life first, memorize, memorize, memorize. But how are we, are there other things? Are there other issues? Are there other ways that we can be in awe of God by being in his word? That's you know, really what it, just talk about it. Well, and what I liked about it is because we've been going through uh, the Psalms kind of, um, methodically over the past several weeks and a couple months even, um, both in the sermon and, you know, here in the life verse. And so I think what's really cool about this is now that we're coming to the end of those passages, the ability to kind of zoom out and say, let's make sure that this isn't just smacking into our brain and we're being informed by something or we're just nodding our head in agreement with something, but we're saying, all right, what does it look like for this to transform us from the inside out, to to respond to this passage and apply it to our life in a way that's meaningful and and it's not just absorbing information? So that's what got me excited because we say every week, you know, our goal is that you would come away loving God's Word more, knowing how you can apply it to your daily life. And this is doing the same thing. Yeah. Just in a, in a, We're just going to lean in more to that application side than we are the Yeah, the in general, like applying God's Word in general. Like, So let's do this. Let's begin with... What are the major ways, the the sort of the when we equip people to to learn God's word? Obviously, we can start with this one: memorization. That's what we're doing with the life verses. But what are the other things? Let's just let's just pretend no one knows. So, <laughs> what are the other things that are very important? We got to make sure that we. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the word. first things that come to my mind are going to be the different some different disciplines uh, that for centuries and centuries have been valued by the church and um, by God's people. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start by one that's probably less on the top of mind for most people when they think of how do you engage God's word. Um, but, 
but that I would argue for like a stillness in the midst of approaching God's word. So a lot of times we just ram into God's word like a truck through a building and we're like, what do we got here? And we try and discover these profound truths in a very short amount of time and then Or there's like Bible roulette. We're just like hurrying. Like, (laughs) okay, give me something. We put our finger down and yeah. Yeah, so there's, I don't want to say there's a recklessness to approaching God's word, but there's a, I think kind of an overflow of our rushed society, rushed nature, busy schedules, uh, busy lives, hectic um, approach things is we can treat God's word the same way. So something I, I have deeply, deeply tried to build into my time and encourage others to do the same is having times of silence and listening as you're approaching God's word. So before I sit down to read my Bible, uh, whether it's in the morning or whether it's like a midday thing where I'm kind of doing it to restart after lunch or whatnot, um, I take, I take a minute and I'm, I'm completely silent. And so I don't, I'm not even really praying during this time. It's just, I guess, listening is probably the best word, not for like some voice from the sky, but just saying, God, I'm here. I'm, I'm satisfied just being in your presence. I'm excited to, to be with you in the same, in the mindset that I have, this might be silly, but I think of the joy that I have when my daughters come and sit in my lap and just spend time with me. It doesn't matter what's happening in that moment. Just being with my kids and having them sit in my lap and soaking up that presence. So, so I kind of approach God's word that way, and then after that, that's where I start to to get into. So my here's what I hear you say. Uh, without you didn't say any of this, but here's what you're doing when you do that, and I think it's a good, a very important lesson for all of us who are listening. Um, you are intentional. So when you're doing that, you're you're knowing that God's word's coming. So I'm going to be intentional with calming myself, like the athlete in the blocks. I'm going to get my breathing going. I'm going to get my focus going. I'm going to get my concentration going. So there's some there's something intentional about what you're doing. That's good. There's you're communicating, you're saying that there's something that anticipatory. Like you're anticipating time with the Lord. Like when your daughter comes to jump in your lap, um, there's something she knows she's getting from dad there. Safety, security, whatever. Playtime, whatever. And so you're saying your stillness before it's both of those things. And I would say that leads to this third thing, or you do both of those things because of maybe this first thing is you revere time with the Lord. Like you respect it. You value the word of God that, you know, I need to steady myself before I come under and in God's word, David, that. We don't if we don't get anything else out of this podcast today, I think listeners like, man, here however it is, you said about a minute of silence. I do I do like a minute of a pre pray prayer thing that I read from scriptures that helps my mind get focused. Whatever it is, that's important to do uh, before you come to God's word because you're revering God's word, you're anticipating something and it's an intentional set up. And for you, you said that one minute, all it takes is one minute. One minute's a long time to be silent. It is. And what's funny is I I found this, the hardest part of it is the first 30 to 40 seconds. It feels impossible. Like so many different things are shooting through my mind. I'm distracted by all this. But if I can make it to a minute, what I've realized is there's actually a stillness that happens after that. Like I can actually feel myself slowing down methodically like during that that 60 and sometimes he answers your your seek the lord and he will add to you these things i think us giving that effort and coming into the lord the holy spirit 
like helps clear the clutter out. Yeah. I think that's what's happening at that time. Yeah. I think there's a, a spiritual work of the Lord that's freeing you yeah. as the listener. That's yeah, awesome. in my mind, it's kind of equivalent to stretching before running. Like, it's mm-hmm. just something that helps me engage God's Word, you know, in a way, because like those same distractions, they would be hitting me a, a minute later while I'm reading if, if they weren't yeah. during the silence. So it's just kind of a time to strip away some of the speed and hustle uh, of my life. Because, you know, I'm a sprinter. Like, I mm-hmm. I go 100 miles an hour, so I I had to build in that I'm discipline. <laughs> I hop I just, in the car. Yeah, just going a little no, cruise. But the other thing that probably does for you, I know it has for me when I when I practice that is when the distractions do come, it could be my second verse into the reading. There's something that the spirit does in me that reminds me of the serenity of the minute I just had. And it like helps me go, no, no, no. It helps me fight back. Like, no, fight against that temptation to click on this or look over here or start thinking about these things. or um, So there, there's something beautiful that the Spirit does during that time. So, listener, I want to encourage you, if you don't hear anything else, take one minute of time before you get into God's Word and be still before the Lord. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's beautiful. So so that's one thing, the well, prep work. Well, yeah. let me turn the tables on you then. Like. Uh, once you start getting into God's word, what what do your practices look like? What are things that you do and yeah, so and habits you have? Pe- people who know me a long time, I mean, there's acronyms we use and there's all this kind of stuff. Um, this doesn't work if you're reading the Bible on your computer and stuff. Um, this is one of the reasons. Is that a things, shot at me? I'm feeling attacked. I don't know. I, didn't, <laughs> I assume that you're still doing that. But this is one of the things that keeps me going to the hard copy of the Bible, the, the paper is I love my highlighting system. I, I, um, years, decades ago, somebody gave me three highlighters and said, use these. And I'm like, okay, I'll use these. What am I doing? And just use them. And when I'm reading red or pink, whatever the highlighter is that I have, it, it's right there by my scriptures. And there's occasionally I'll see it in the peripheral, like, it's a reminder of, oh, in when I'm reading, look for something and what this says about God. Then I highlight it in the pink or the red. The green is like the, the go, the go highlight, the green go, you know, is like, okay, it, it's, it's a reminder when I'm reading this, be intentional. What is, what am I reading that I have to apply that I need to do in response to what I'm reading? It could be an action. It could be something to repent of. It could be something to confess. It could be something to study later. But it's a. It's it's just this is my action. This is my application. And the yellow is any aha moment. You know, uh, that's just like wow. I can't believe that promise. I can't believe that truth. I can't. You know, it's just wow. This is amazing, David. I know that's simple and it sounds old fashioned. Um, but that that one to two minutes of prayer before reading. And just having those markers in my peripheral as I'm reading keeps me focused. It keeps me expectant and anticipatory. And and I don't, I can't recall a time where I've gotten away from God's word, where I've done that before I read and those things while I read that I haven't walked away saying, wow, that was, that was important. Mm-hmm. Now there's times I don't have the markers and I don't spend time before and I read it because I'm the pastor or I'm the dad, and I'm, I, need, I need to be reading my Bible, you know, and yeah. and I don't get as much 
it doesn't feel like it's hit my heart. Hmm. But I can't think of a time ever where I've done a pre-praying meditation time and those markers where I haven't walked away like, wow, thankful I did that. So Well, and that last part too, I think it's helpful for people to have a right mindset when they approach God's Word. I think some people feel disappointed if they they have that time with the Lord and there's not this emotional bubbling at the end of it like, wow, this is some profound thing that I've learned and can immediately put into my life and, and obey. And I think it's an, it's good for people to just even have the right mindset of what is happening when you're reading God's Word. The, the goal is not for you to be emotionally stimulated and like, you know, now I think that a lot of times God does that as, as a gift, like there's this, wow, like, oh man. But I, the best analogy I could think of, and maybe we've even talked about it in the podcast, is food. Like we eat regularly because it sustains us and it's it's um, it's obligatory for us to live. I mean, like you, we need that for our lifefulness. And there's sometimes we have a meal and it's incredible and it's a steak that just, wow. And there's times where that meal might not have the same level of, you know, joy or whatnot, but it's it's still food that that's good for us, you know? And if we extend that analogy even farther, I think when we're talking about reading regularly, a lot of times people, you know, have a plan at the beginning of the year by now in April and March, mm-hmm. like people are starting to, that's disintegrating if yeah, it hasn't already. January 2nd. Yeah. And, <laughs> once they get, whenever they start running into Leviticus, whatever your Bible reading plan is, whenever you start hitting that, that's where a lot of people start to fall out. But, um, but the other part of that too, is if you keep that mindset of, of it being like a daily diet, mm-hmm. you wouldn't stop eating because you missed a meal you know right, you wouldn't you right. wouldn't just throw away your plan and so i, I would just encourage and people and i that's a great illustration you're not going to stop eating if you have a bad meal right like oh man kelly's serving up broccoli and whatever uh, sorry kelly but um or whatever it <laughs> this is this is why we use notes <laughs> yeah, sorry jason yeah are you deleting that um yeah even if you have bad meal guess what you're coming back yeah. cuz you know you need it and Going back to the marker thing, I can tell you not every time I'm highlighting something in yellow. I'm yeah. not. So remember, the yellow is the emotional, the, connection, aha. You know, the aha moment. But every time I could, and there was seasons in my life, every time there's a pink highlight or something about God that I'm bumping into that I'm learning that's great, which gives me to another tool in a minute we talk about. But um, anyway, yeah, so it's about the diet. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's. Well, and another mindset too, if we're kind of moving the conversation towards how do you approach God's word, expectations for approaching God's word, I think another really helpful one is the goal is not just to consume information. Uh, I think a lot of times it's what am I supposed to know? Or, and that's a part of it. Like we want to be growing in our knowledge. Um, but for me, something I have to intentionally tell myself is the goal is to be transformed by this. Um, I can tend to just my own hardwired bin is when I read God's word, it turns into the like, wow, what's happening here? Let me figure out all the connections and understand this. And who can I, who can I share? How would I teach this passage? And that's just kind of how I I naturally start fumbling through a, a passage. And I have to pause most times and say, how can I be transformed by what I'm reading right now? Yeah. So your life is renewed when you change your diet, you stop eating this and you start, even if you don't like whatever, you start changing your diet, then your, your your fibers, swelling goes down, you know, all that kind of stuff happens. Same thing with the diet of the Word of God. You get the diet in you, so you've transformed your diet. It's transforming and renewing you. Mm-hmm. And so um, now we know the Word of God 
does so much that even if it's like, oh, that was a broccoli day. Yeah. We know broccoli is good for us. Yeah. You know, and it didn't taste like, wow, that tasted, that stung us kind of bitter, kind of like, but man, the Holy Spirit uses it to renew us and transform us, even when we don't know it. And then I like to think that Scripture is more like sweet potatoes. It's healthy and you're, delicious. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more like death by chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's honey. It's sweeter than honey. Yeah. You know, it's David said. The other thing that this is a little cheat because um, that's kind of what we're wanting to do here is like, what are the practical ways? The how? Like, how yeah. do you how do you engage God's word? I. I grew up watching these older men have these Bibles that they wrote in and it's like falling apart and it's like, and there's something about that that's like, wow, that's beautiful. What I've noticed because I use the highlighter system is there's something beautiful to me, like every two or three or really kind of five years, bring in a new Bible. Yeah. Um, I'm older, so the font is a little easier. Like I... Um, and I love my preaching Bible. There's something comfortable about this one Bible I have that that's just like, uh, but I've noticed that when I go to my Bible, that's full of highlights. You know what I start noticing? Oh, look what I noticed there. Hmm. Look what I highlighted. Look at my notes. And maybe even miss some of the other things happening right, in that passage. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, back in, cause I'll even write dates next mm-hmm. to it, you know, and like, oh, what was I feeling then? Next thing I know the Bible that's a hard copy, not online, I'm distracted by my own commentary, my own notes. Mm. And so sometimes, you know, Alistair Begg comes without, comes out with the Spurgeon Study Bible and then Tony Evans comes with the story. I'm like, I'll get it because I'm like, you know what, this year, this is what I'm doing. Now, I'm not saying everybody should do that, but it helps me because I have a lot of pink on every chapter in the Bible, and it just helps me kind of keep it fresh, keep it live. So another play on kind of that same idea that I've done is, you know, most years I try and, and have a goal of reading through the Bible in, in the year, and I like rotating translations. Um, so there's a couple translations which I really like, uh, CSB, ESV, if I'm really feeling academic that year, NASB. Um, or the NET, NET. As yeah. I say, yeah, recently the, the NET is one that I've really loved. It's a lot, It's really accessible. But I've even found by just going through a different translation, there's things that stand out to you that don't stand out to you as much in other translations, maybe because the word choice that they use or just the way it's phrased, or maybe it's just the Holy Spirit, you know, sure. reveals something different. But that might be another way that you can kind of approach that same idea. It's is, harder to memorize the that's the Bible because yeah. you're used to uh, certain verses with the language and stuff. Yep. Uh, when I went from the memorizing from the NIV to the ESV, and it was like, whoa, I got to, that's a, it's some, but, and the CSV is even different than the ESVs. But yeah, that's a good tool. I like yeah. that. So I've done that. So, so what else comes to mind when you're thinking, how do I engage God's word? Uh, well, let's, let's just, so the podcast isn't too long. I mean, we talked about this for multiple sessions, but we talked about beginning the word we talked a little bit about in the word when we're done what are some practices that i that you think are important uh when we're done like we've closed it we look at our clock i got to be at work i got to have this meeting like what are what is the follow through or some you know let's spend about 4 or 5 minutes talking about that well I, there's two things that immediately came to mind when you started to ask that question um one and the, 
I think it's really important. Uh, it's finding an obedience response. Um, mm. So like, what is, what's one way that if this is true, my life should be changed? Uh, when you think about James telling us, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. Mm. Uh, when, you, when you hear Jesus saying, if you love me, obey my commands. There's a, there's a big, we don't just want knowledge-based discipleship. Yeah. We want obedience-based discipleship. Mm-hmm. So I think having a practice of what's one way I can respond to this text faithfully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that, sometimes you... it's a lot easier. Sometimes it's a lot harder. Sometimes it's, yeah. here's a promise I should believe. Here's a sin I should avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a practice I should begin. Here's something that I should stop or start. There's a lot of different sure. takeaways that you can have, but taking a, a moment to meditate on what's one thing that my, one way my life should look different if this passage mm-hmm. is true. Uh, the second thing uh, I think is a time of prayer of asking God to do exactly what I referenced earlier, which is mm-hmm. let me be transformed by this. Please don't let me just know more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's important because oftentimes by the end of the day, I can't even remember what I read that morning. You know, so a there's a heart surrender in that prayer too, yeah. right? Like I'm I'm submitting. Yep. And that's important. Uh, a lot of times we go, oh yeah, I should apply that, but we move forward not submitting to it. But that prayer, even that little. 30 seconds, one minute of just, Lord, help me do this yeah. is a so important listener. Like what David just said, like there's a submission to that that I think God honors. Like, okay, give me your heart. Give me your mind. Give me your, like, love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I'm going to, I'm going to help you. So and, go ahead. And sorry. this is, well, and one other thing kind of popped up. I was debating whether to say this because this is something that I do. I don't know if every person would benefit from it, but I'll say it just in case it does. Is I love to make a note of anything that confused me uh, because I've found most of the time the more profound truths that I find in scripture are from those areas that are initially confusing. You have to dig And I have to keep digging. Yeah. yeah. And so I want to follow up on that. And I don't want to just so leave it, it then ambiguous. automatically. <laughs> I don't, don't understand just read every everything single, and understand everything and know it all perfectly. Yeah. I don't know. I know uh, very few things perfectly. Wow. I just we need to revisit that at your. But that really is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be very disappointed as we start to unearth this stuff. You know, but I've I found that that's where I actually get a lot of my value is from. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't, I don't I don't know yeah. what this means. I couldn't make sense of this. Yeah, go and, dig. And yeah. so go back later Love and it. trying to figure out what is the truth behind all this. Like what's mm-hmm. going on here that I don't yet understand. Mm-hmm. And that's where I find a lot of growth actually happens because I'm I'm not just skimming through the stuff that's sure. already familiar to me. So that's beautiful. I I do some of those things again. My green marker helps me with that. Like yeah. when I before I close it out, I look for the green. Remind me what the green was. The Yellow green was, was uh-huh. the green is what is the action that I'm supposed action. to go do? Like the, where where I'm, what am I? How am I supposed to respond to this? Yeah. And what am I to go? Green means go. So go do. And so before I close it today, I look over the green. If there's nothing, I highlighted green. Guess what? Usually, I just keep reading, or I'll come back later. Yeah. Like, but when there's green, just like Lord, okay, I give this to you. I need to change this. Sometimes I'll do it right away. Sometimes I'll come back that evening. But um, I love the digging. I love the that's good. You you to set a. It's almost like schedule meeting. Like when you're meeting with somebody, you're out of time. Uh, listener, please do this in your time with the Lord. Uh, just say, God, can I, I'm going to put a pin in this and set your calendar. I'm going to come back at nine 30 tonight and meet with you about this topic. Yeah. I do that a lot and it's so freeing. And guess what happens during the day? 
I know I'm coming back to it. So it's on my mind more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet with him again. We're going to dig a little more. I'm going to get this book. I'm going to take it. And you can be praying and, about it. God reveal yeah, what's going on in yeah. that passage. You'll meet, you'll, you'll, it's amazing what the spirit does. He'll put people in your path or videos or whatever you're looking, you know, put people in your path that will answer that. Yeah. So yeah, put a pin in it. Ask the Lord, come back to it later, just like you would with a meeting you got to cut short with somebody. So. And what I love about that whole conversation is it's more about this idea of feasting on God's Word. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, I go and do this practice every morning because I'm mm-hmm. supposed to read it. Like, it's this ongoing lifestyle of mm-hmm. feasting on the Word of yeah. God that starts to bleed into our, our daily lives mm-hmm. more so than just a compartmentalized little box at the yeah. beginning of our day. Well, so this is probably a longer podcast than we intended, but it I think it it scratched the itch I was feeling this morning as a pastor. I just want you, listener, to know we're with you. We want to help you get to know the Bible in a way that's life-giving for you. And so we use this as a, a way to help you understand the life verses for that week. Um, but we just wanted to take some time to say, hey, we're with you in the, in the ex- exploration of God and in his word. And so call us if you ever need help. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for joining us on the Grace Slato podcast this week. We know it was a little bit different, but uh, we hope that this was good for you, just having a better idea how you can approach God's word and be transformed by what you're reading. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday for what we expect will be a normal podcast, uh, getting back yeah, into Deuteronomy. And so we'll see you next week.